you got me thinking if it was really worth it Putting it all at this effort just to end up less than perfect But on our great intentions, something used for our protection Are they just another way to force out imperfections? I guess I'm just effective, pointed in the wrong direction The library in my head has one fucked up selection Now children, pay attention, or you'll receive detention Cause after this, you'll be tested on your own reflection Hey, we're back Holy shit, we are back. We are back in business. We're back in action. Back a lack and crack attacking. You know how we do. <laughs> uh, I still don't have that that intro thing figured out. That's my life, and I think that's just gonna be the show. Uh, so thank you guys for coming in this week. No, no. Uh, but hello, hello everyone. Let me get my headphones right. And welcome to the Forty Ounce Fridays podcast. We are finally back with season three. And this is episode 55. Alright, so I think the way we're going to be doing the seasons now is not counting this season. Just because we're starting off on episode 55. We'll be doing 25 episodes a season. uh, Starting next season with season 4. So this time around, we're going to go ahead and end the season off on episode 75. So that gives us... 20 26 episodes because we're counting 55 too i believe that gives not 26 episodes i'm sorry 21 episodes 21 episodes uh to get through all of this and move move things along smoothly uh but yeah season three will be a shorter season it'll be six episodes shorter than what we're used to seven episodes shorter than what we're used to but uh after that once we hit season four we'll be doing 25 episodes a season that way Season 4 will be episodes 76 to 100. Fuck, dude, that's crazy to think. We, we're we a little over halfway now, so we're on the road to 100. Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I hope everyone's been good these last two weeks. I've been chilling. I've been doing my thing. Work has been extremely fucking busy. So, uh, <laughs> it has been very exhausting to get things done that I wanted to get done, that I needed to get done. But I've been doing them, so we're moving along, we're moving along steady. Uh, This podcast is our season premiere for season three, but it'll probably be shorter than what we're normally used to. It's probably only going to be like an hour. I don't have much to cover, but uh, the things I want to talk about are some cool shit I want to talk about, you know. I want to just go over, you know, what I've been doing over the last two weeks. Then we're going to talk about uh, Persona 5 Royal, because I finally started playing that. Finally. Finally. Um... It only took months after it came out for me to finally start playing it. I finished Blue Lions uh, earlier this week, or earlier last week, earlier last week. It was like near the end of last week I finished Blue Lions Path. So uh, we will be doing a Fire Emblem themed podcast, if not next week, then the week after talking about the Blue Lions Path and all of that. Um, I really liked it though. I had a good time. But it's, it's refreshing to be into a different game because I was on Blue Lines for so long. <laughs> so it's nice to be on a, a different game now. And I haven't played Persona 5, the original Persona 5, since 2018? Like late 2017, some point in 2018. I think it was 2018 that I first ever played Persona 5. And, um... I fucking fell in love with it immediately, like most people who have played Persona 5. And uh, Royal, I'll give my first impressions on it. As of now, I have only beaten Kamushita's Palace. Uh, This is the most I got to play was today, I had the day off. So I I got some good sessions in, and we're able to finish up Kamushita's Palace due to some other stuff too, like some cheesing of the game that we'll go over. But um, Persona 5 Royal, so far, has impressed me with the little uh quality of life changes and the little new things you can do already and i've only done the first palace so we'll talk about that and then i'll just be talking about you know personal things in life that i've learned personally over the course of my 26 years of existence maybe uh, more specifically between the ages of 21 to 26 so that's like five years of or five or six 21 22 23 24 25 26 well, this is the 26th year, so five and a half years worth of knowledge we dropping. But yeah, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna have a cool, chill time, relax, ease our way back into it, and then I'll just let you guys know the few things we'll be doing over the course of the next few weeks for the next few episodes. I do have a couple of things planned out, 
But to start things off, uh, what have I been doing? Uh, I was cleaning up, doing some more room setup, you know. Uh, the place has really become my own. My, my room is definitely my room now. I can confidently and comfortably say that. And it's nice. I like it. It's nice. Um, I'm recording in, the, um, in just the main part of the room and not the walk-in. Why is that? Well, I said I was going to clean the walk-in and do all that. And I pretty much did. I have like, I just have to take like the little hose extension from the vacuum and just kind of like suck up all the cobwebs that are on like the high parts of the wall. I just have to do that and we're pretty much set. Uh, I just really got used to the idea of the table, my table being out here, like my whole setup. It's like right next to my desk to the side and it still gives me room to walk to the bathroom, walk to the walk-in and stuff like that. So I just kind of got comfortable with it. So I like it. Um, if there's still like too many audio issues with it, let me know. We'll move to the walk-in, but eventually we'll, we will just move into the walk-in fully. I just... It's laziness. It's honestly laziness <laughs> that's keeping me from doing it right now. But yeah, we're chilling. We're chilling. We're chilling. We're chilling. Uh, the roommates are doing great. We're all having a fun time. We have been hate watching 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> if you guys don't know what 13 Reasons Why is, first of all, thank your lucky stars. You don't. Uh, don't watch it. It's an awful show. But I suggested to my roommates, I was like, we should hate watch it because it finished. It had its last season recently. And I've never seen it. And they had never seen it. So I was like, everyone says it's fucking awful. Let's just watch it. So we started watching it. And people were not kidding. This show is fucking awful. It's really bad. Uh, I did not like it. I have been not been having a good time with it. Uh, it's stressful. It's annoying. It's frustrating. These characters, the writing, just everything about it. Um, we're on the home stretch though. We're two episodes into season four. Now, seasons one through three were all 13 episodes. 13 reasons why. But uh, season four is only 10. So we only have eight episodes left. So we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. And eventually uh, we'll finish up. I'm gonna let it digest. And I think I'll talk about it on the podcast about why this show or why I don't like this show. There's already enough videos on YouTube that you can find that are just ripping this show to shreds. So <laughs> my input is only going to be a small one out in the the universe that is the internet. But I'm going to talk about it because I watched it. Uh, I also watched Weathering With You. Loved it. Thought it was great. Uh, I'm probably going to sit down and watch it again just so I can soak in, soak it all in fully. But I thought it was really nice. I thought it was really, really nice. So, did that. So, another anime film under my belt to watch. Uh, we still need to watch A Whisker Away. It's on Netflix. Me and the roommates just haven't gotten a chance to sit down and watch it. Maybe we can watch that after 13 Reasons Why as like a palate cleanser. You know, to celebrate us finishing the show. Because it's hard. It's gotten to the point where it's just like, dude, we, I, I can't. I can't keep doing this. It's so... <laughs> We, we used to be able to be like, yeah, let's just watch three episodes tonight. Dude, so far in season four, we only can watch one episode in one sitting. It's it's like, oh god, the show, it keeps going. But yeah, Whisker Away, I think that'd be, that'd be something cool to watch after. Uh, writing, still working on the writing. I've uh, been doing that, working on some stuff behind the scenes. What the hell was that? Sound like somebody car gas is buffs busting off or they crashed into something sorry about that that was weird <laughs> i was like what the hell is that noise but um i lost my train of thought where was i oh writing yeah i've been doing the writing working on that stuff planning things out so 2021 expect more things from writing uh for story stuff more than likely as long as we keep on track with that like i said i've been kind of kind of trying to keep it on the low not trying to say exactly what I'm doing just because I want to promise something that's make a promise something that I'm not going to be able to uh, back up. Like I don't want it to be like, oh yeah, I said I was going to do this and then I'm not doing it. So uh, I'm, I'm just waiting it out. We're just writing as we write, you know, and it's nice. It's refreshing. I feel more uh, calm and relaxed doing that than setting a schedule for myself. I think once we like really really move into a phase where it's just like all right this story is officially like a story like we're we're making these issues and serializing it and doing that then i feel like i can make a more structured rounded schedule around it without having to feel uh, pressured by that instead of 
what I'm doing now. So that's working out. Uh, music. I'm actually doing some music. I'm currently recording a shitty little EP. Uh, or not an EP, I guess a mixtape. Shitty little mixtape. It's a mixtape. Um, I already have two tracks recorded and uploaded. They're on the Art Project YouTube. They're on the Art Project. Well, the Art Project YouTube is just called Kyle Hiccup Ruiz now. So it's on YouTube for me. Um, it's on the Art Project Facebook. That's still called the same thing. Uploaded. Um, I uploaded both of them. I uploaded both of them to the YouTube. I have a little SoundCloud now, so those are up there. I'll probably link the SoundCloud in the description for the podcast. But uh, yeah, I, I've done two tracks. One's called Sinking. The other one, Sinking, which you guys know is the was the original opening to season two of the podcast for the majority of it for like the majority later halves after the early parts of season two uh as of recording this i don't know what i'm using as the intro and outro music yet for season three maybe it will be syncing but like the new updated version of syncing i got a better i got my hands on like a better more pure instrumental to living single so i was able to use that to record uh those lyrics over instead so that's full songs up and then we i have another song up uh called throwaway uh throwaway uses the beat from uh amine's song blackjack uh if you guys haven't heard that song great song check it out really like that beat so i was like let me fuck around to use it uh throwaway is about some throwaway verses and bars that i've never used before and i was like fuck it let me put it in a song so people seem to like it uh so i have a soundcloud up for that i'll link it but yeah, maybe maybe I'll use that for the opening and outro music yet. As of me recording this right now, I don't know what the intro and outro is going to be. So we'll see when it's up. We'll see when it's up. I still got to edit. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. So the, the mixtape is going to be seven tracks long. Or seven songs. And then there's going to be seven other tracks that go with it. That are kind of uh, pretty much parts to a, pieces of a poem as a whole. So that's, that's going to be the whole thing. The mixtape's called Don't Mind Me, I'm Drunk. <laughs> it's kind of been my motto lately, especially when I'm going wild talking my shit on Facebook or to my friends, just random stuff. Uh, that's been the motto, so it fits. So check it out, check it out, please. I, I greatly appreciate it if you did. I'll, I'll link the SoundCloud. I have both songs up on the SoundCloud. I still have five more songs to record. When will they be recorded? I don't know, over the course of you know the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Whenever I just come home from work and I'm not completely exhausted and I have the time, I just sit down and record the tracks. It takes a couple hours because I try to, I am my own worst critic. So I know these tracks aren't perfect just because the level of production I have is very low. <laughs> so even though I'm only like recording my lyrics over these instrumentals, it's it takes forever. It takes hours just because I need to get everything right. I'll make mistakes during a verse and I have to start it over again. Uh, I, I could try to, you know, cut the pieces I don't like and leave off from there, but then it doesn't sound right transitioning in. And I'm just like, no, fuck it, start the whole thing over. And I'm sure it sounds fine, but for me personally, it doesn't sound fine. So I have to restart it. I'm that kind of person. So five more songs. I'll probably upload them as they go. May, or maybe I'll just upload one more track and then the other four just wait for the mixtape to come out. Uh, mixtapes, it's of course going to be free. So <laughs> it's going to be on the YouTube. It's going to be on my Facebook. Uh, it's going to be on the SoundCloud. So boom, 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 boom. That'll be fun. I, I hope you guys enjoy that. So that's, that's pretty much what I've been working on um, with the music, getting the podcast set up, the writing, uh, working. <laughs> Uh, the YouTube videos, I haven't been uh, working on those as much yet, just because I really got into making those two songs, but I still want to do them. I'll eventually do them. I think once I have, those are probably getting pushed back because I've already started recording songs and I kind of really gotten back into the flow of doing music again. So I think once I've finished recording the mixtape, I'll have more time to do the YouTube videos. Especially since I don't necessarily have to always be in my room when I'm working on that stuff. Once I like film like me talking or some other shit, I can go into the other room, hang out with my roommates, edit in between all of that. 
so I won't be cooped up as much. <laughs> but that's it for me. Um, quick news we're not going to do this week just because my head's not been hasn't been fully into the nerdosphere of things that I usually talk about. Um, things that have happened though, what's happened? Uh, well, if we're going to do a few quick news things. The Ma a Mass Effect trilogy has been leaked, so apparently we are getting a Mass Effect trilogy. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm totally ready. I'm not ready in terms of free time, but my heart and soul is screaming, yes, let's play Mass Effect again. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Mass Effect. Mass Effect. <laughs> um, if you guys don't know what Mass Effect is, it is regarded as probably one of Bioware's greatest games that they've ever created, and arguably one of the best RPGs ever made. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I'll say that. It's really good. Dragon Quest is person or Dragon. I love Dragon Quest, but um, Dragon Age is personally uh, my favorite RPG series for RPG or JRPG. It's just my favorite RPG series. I love Dragon Age, um, but Bioware makes that and Mass Effect. And Mass Effect, I would say, while I don't like it as much, I still very fucking much love Mass Effect. And it is kind of the series that got me more into sci-fi than anything. I think before that, the only thing I could say I really liked sci-fi was Star Wars. And I feel like that's a cop-out answer, not because Star Wars is bad or anything, but it's just like, a lot of people like Star Wars. People that don't even like sci-fi like Star Wars. I used to be one of those people. I wasn't super into sci-fi, but I did like Star Wars. So when I first played Mass Effect way back, I didn't even, I played Mass Effect. I played all three games. My friend let me borrow them. I think it was like 2011. I think it was 2011. It was like 2010, 2011. And I remember playing all the Mass Effect games just like over the course of a few weeks because my friend just let me borrow all three and that's how i got into the game i was like yo this shit is crazy fun it is fire so yeah i'm down hopefully they do some touch-ups on certain gameplay mechanics for the for these uh remastered trilogy games because mass effect one shooting is fucking awful no one can tell me otherwise no no one will tell me otherwise that the shooting mechanics in Mass Effect 1 are awful. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. And if I haven't, it just feels like I have because I've mentioned this to people so many times. When I replayed Mass Effect recently, it was like a few years ago. I want to say early 2017. Late 2016, early 2017. I replayed the Mass Effect games. Because I had recently replayed Andro I had recently played Andromeda and finished everything in Andromeda. I'm one of the few people who enjoyed Andromeda. I think it's fourth place, it's last place in Mass Effect games, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, anywho, that's a different, that's a whole different conversation. But I remember as I finished Mass Effect 1, I had started Mass Effect 2 up like maybe an hour or two later, I kind of like took a break, ate, did some other stuff, and then later that night I was like, well before I go to bed I'll just spend like the next two, three hours starting up Mass Effect 2 and getting things adjusted and going into that. So I, I started up Mass Effect 2. <laughs> I did the whole tutorial thing. I got to the point where you're you're shooting against like the, the enemies, like when you're just in combat for that first time actually playing the game. And I fired the gun and I had to like stop and pause because I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so much better than Mass Effect 1. Like, like you never realize because I'm I don't play shooters a lot. I don't play a lot of shooting games. I think before that, the last shooter I was really playing was like Overwatch, and that's like a team-based shooter, different kind of thing. But still, that's the last time I actually was really like, yeah, hold a gun, aim and shoot. I'm not a huge fan of shooter games. I don't hate on them. I know people really like them, and there's strategy to them, to certain games, and there's things to discuss and different aspects about them. It's just not for me. It's just not thing, the type of genre I'm into. That's that's what I've gotten to learn. First person or third person. I'm more. I have more of an affinity to third person, but I think that's just aesthetic choice. But either way, I'm not very much of a shooting game person. But Mass Effect is fucking cool, and there's so much more to it than just shooting. But um. 
again, no hate to the shooter, shooting game fans. It's just me. It's just me personally. But, um... So, yeah, like I was saying, granted, I hadn't been playing a shooter in a long time. So, when I played Mass Effect 1, I just kind of, like, adjusted to its clunkiness and didn't really say anything. Because... I wasn't thinking about, man, this shit is bad. Like, I, I was like, it, yeah, it's bad, but you just gotta adjust. Because I always remembered it as being bad. But when I played Mass Effect 2, I was like, holy shit, what were they doing? <laughs> Mass Effect 1 shooting is awful. So yeah, I, hopefully they retouch on that. But yeah, that's coming out. Um, the author, or the, the writer for the manga series, a popular... I believe it goes out in Shueisha. It was pub it was published by Shueisha. I don't remember I don't know the writer's name by heart, but he was making a series called Act Age. Now, Act Age recently was canceled. Why was Act Age recently canceled? Um the writer for Act Age was just recently arrested. I think he was having some kind of relationship with a minor, something that had to do with a minor. Um in fact, let me Google up the specific thing. We don't have to be in it too deep or too long. Let me just uh, double check what I'm talking about as correct. We're going to talk about Persona in a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, uh, I feel bad for the Act Age fans. Like, I really do. Uh, because I heard it was pretty good. Like, I heard it was a pretty good series. Even before all of this. Uh, let's see. Act age readers share bittersweet farewell to manga following writer's arrest. I don't really like comicbook.com, but fuck it. It's the first article of... I don't like comicbook.com when they talk about anime. I feel like they need to stay in their lane. Okay, so this article was written by uh, Megan Peters uh, August 11th, so yesterday, because I'm recording this Wednesday night. Okay. Get get the fuck out of the way, ad. Jesus Christ. Okay. Act Age readers share bittersweet farewell to manga following writer's arrest. Let's see. Act Age is one of the rising series at Shonen Jump but it has since been uh, rele relegated to something far more infamous. Sorry about that. It's late. I'm tired. <laughs> the manga was canceled this week by Shueisha after its writer Tatsuya Matsuki was arrested by police for acting indecently towards a minor. The arrest sent shockwaves to the fandom, and readers are now being forced to have a bittersweet parting with Act Age in light of its cancellation. That must fucking suck to be, like, invested in a series like that and just for it to suddenly end. Like, that... My heart goes out to them. Like, I I would fucking hate feeling that way, getting into a series and seeing that. Like, not to try to defend the writer for Act Age if he really was doing that. Fuck that guy. I'm talking about the readers who didn't know anything about that and were just so invested in this storyline. Um... You can see a slew of those reactions below as readers work through their feelings. The abrupt end of Act Age has plenty of fans wheeling, uh, but the crimes which Matsuki is charged admittedly warrant tough punishment. Fans are unified in their desire for the writer's victims to get justice, but some are unsure whether canceling the series was necessary. Mm. I understand why Shueisha did it. You want to alienate yourself from that you don't want to be involved with that shit you want to distance yourself with that as fast as you can the decision to add x x age came down from shonen jump after the manga artist was consulted uh matsuki was only the writer of the series while artist shiro uzaki did the illustrations uza usasaki usazaki sorry sorry about for butchering your name a uh, great many fans flock to Act Age because of its unusual yet gorgeous style, and seems Usazaki was ready to let the series die. Damn, 
<laughs> he after all the arrest of Matsuki put a shadow over the series and the young artist shouldn't be weighed down but so okay I get it he didn't want something like this to be related to his legacy he or she I don't know if this was a man or a woman if the illustrator is male or female I know the writer is a man I've seen I've seen that in a style and it seems to be good but after all the arrest of the shadow over the series and the young artist as you can find below fans agree the best decision was to cancel act age and they are struggling to mourn its loss due to the events causing its end the touchy subject has left readers unsure how to feel but they are taking solace in the fact that they aren't alone in this what do you think about Act Age's cancellation? What projects should the manga's artists look into doing next? Let me know in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter. Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to read the Twitter things. I wanted to... This this was just about the series being canceled. I wanted to know the exact allegations against him. Go back. Get out of here. Oh, my God. There we go. <laughs> you went back too far. Come on, computer. Sorry about that. Yeah, but questionable acts with a minor. Uh, something was going on with that. Bummer to all those readers. So, uh, sorry to bump down your day with uh, that bit of quick news. Um... But yeah, no, I think that's it for quick news. Those are the two things that were coming up to the coming off the top of my head right then and there. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Um, oh, oh, you know what? Real quick, let's talk about the the Street Fighter V reveal thing that happened uh, during the time I wasn't doing any. Um, doing any uh recording for the podcast so uh street fighter 5 had an event where they revealed four of the five characters coming up for this next season pass which is going to be the last season pass for street fighter 5 this has been announced to be the final season for street fighter 5 but <laughs> the season pass roadmap indicates that it will be going through now to like 2021 <laughs> so you still got a long time with street fighter 5 before all this season content is, uh, is uh, brought out in full. But we got four of the five DLC characters. So I'm just gonna name off the, the DLC characters. First person that got announced was Dan. Dan Hibiki is finally in Street Fighter V. Niggas was happy. Niggas was definitely happy. It's not a Street Fighter game without Dan, is it, bro? Is it really? Uh, Dan was also the only one shown with any sort of footage. It looked like he was still fairly fairly new fairly in testing but yeah he's coming bro <laughs> good shit the next character that was announced was rose rose will be coming back um cool to see because i believe minette is rose's student like she trains under her so that's gonna be inter interesting to see some, maybe some interactions with them if there's anything like that uh no footage of rose like i said just dan third character got announced was oro Oro from the Street Fighter 3 series. Yes, the legendary nigga who will beat your ass with one arm. Oro has returned for that ass once again. Um, that one I wasn't expecting. I was expecting Dan. I definitely was because Dan's been long overdue to return. Uh, Rose, I wasn't shocked by. I wasn't like fully, fully expecting her, but I wasn't like oh fuck rose it's like you know what yeah makes sense makes sense oro shocked me i was like what the fuck really oro's coming I, I i'm fine with it i'm definitely down i believe oro and akuma fought each other to like a stalemate because they said if they like went all out or they went longer they would kill each other like i was like holy shit so yeah uh, and apparently the thing about oro is he fights with only one arm because if he fights with both, he would just fucking wreck everyone and fights would be boring. 
because I believe in technically in like the lore of the canon of the Street Fighter games, Ryu loses to Oro in that particular tournament. I believe so. Don't don't quote me on that. I'm not super deep in the Street Fighter lore, but I think that's what happened. So Oro Oro is like Loki Haiki, one of the strongest characters in the Street Fighter series. Period. Like not because he beat Ryu, but because he fought Akuma to a stalemate and they said one of them would die if they like it's fucking ridiculous. Okay, and then the fourth character was actually a real 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 shock like Oro surprised me this one was like completely out of left field because it's not a Street Fighter character that got announced it was a character from rival schools so if you, you if you saw the the event you already know who I'm talking about Akira from rival schools is coming to Street Fighter 5 uh, she is the fourth DLC character and people are super excited because for one it was a character from a different game that wasn't just the main character of that game or like the poster character of that game. Uh, I believe Akira is kind of like a fan favorite from Rival Schools. And also people like Rival Schools, bro. So people are hoping like if this character is purchased, gets enough love and praise, maybe they'll see that as an excuse to make another Rival Schools game, which I would not be opposed to. Uh, it'd be a fun time, it'd be refreshing. In this climate from compared to like series franchises that have been like long-standing to this day like Street Fighter of course Tekken uh, even King of Fighters somewhat like we haven't had a rival schools game in a long time Soul Calibur um, so it, it'd be cool to have something like familiar but new at the same time being brought into the fighting game scene right now because I think the last like really really new thing that blew up in the fighting game community was Dragon Ball Fighters. I could be completely wrong about that, but like in terms of like a completely new fighting game series, uh, Guilty Gear even too. Like we have a new Guilty Gear coming out. Like just those staple series have been like the main ones. Mortal Kombat even, you know, shit like that. Shit, shit like that nature uh, in within that nature. So it's nice to see like, oh, this series is old and hadn't had a game in a while. Let's give it a game. So maybe maybe Rival Schools will get some love. Uh, also, Soul Calibur released the next DLC character. It's three of four, uh, Setsuna. So it looks like the leaks for the season two pass were completely true. If I'm not mistaken, I believe like the leaks revealed some of these characters. I could be wrong though. Maybe only Setsuna was true, and it was just a lucky guess. Setsuna's fun. She's already out. I've played her. She's really cool. If you like Soul Calibur, you like Soul Calibur. It's fun. Fuck around with the character creator. So I wonder what the fourth character is going to be. But we'll see when we see. And then what else got announced? One more thing got announced to have um, new DLC coming. But they didn't reveal it. I forget what it was. What game was it? It wasn't Soul Calibur because you're still on a season pass. Street Fighter V showed all they shit. <laughs> um... I can't remember what game it was, but they were like, yeah, boy, another season. Um, was it, Samurai? it wasn't Samurai Showdown. Fuck, what game was it? There was another game that got announced for like a new season, but they didn't reveal anything. Maybe it was one of those games I'm just thinking wrong. Uh, fighting game round because I know um, fighters got announced for uh, or fighters announced that they were getting more DLC coming like or the next DLC character was going to be announced in uh, August which is August right now oh Tekken got announced for a season four that's what happened okay I don't know why I didn't think it was Tekken Tekken got announced for a season four that's that's what it was okay so we're getting more Tekken more Tekken 7 I'm fine with that I love Tekken Tekken's fun I suck ass at Tekken but Tekken is fun <laughs> and then yeah the fight fighters got new news that uh, the next character or whatever next piece of content will be getting announced some point this month and we're already August 13th so let's hope it's not dead ass at the end of the fucking year <laughs> 
we'll see how that goes. Okay, that's it. That's actually it for quick news. I had to bring that up because I was super excited for all the fighting game stuff coming out. I'm a super big nerd for fighting games. I'm not super good at them. At best for a couple of them, I'm very like high cap mid high casual level I'd say but I <sighs> nothing to write home to I'm not going pro there's just something about fighting games that are always fun to me so I'm always down to talk about them and play them and have a good time but let's talk about my favorite genre of games which would be RPGs um Persona 5 Royal came out months ago fucking months ago I think it came out March in America it came out in the U.S. and America. I think it came out October 2019 in Japan, and then worldwide it came out in March or some shit like that. But I was too busy playing other games. I was like, okay, after Blue Lions, we'll play Persona 5. And then we'll come back and play Black Eagles, and then we'll play fucking Z Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, I still have to play Xenoblade Chronicles. That's going to be a minute, because after Persona 5 Royal, we're going back to Fire Emblem so I can play the Black Eagles route. I'll do Crimson Flower first, just because I've done the student routes. I've done gold, uh, Verdant Wind, and I think it's called Azure Moon. So we'll do Crimson Flower first, and then we'll do Xenoblade Chronicles after that, then come back and do Silver Snow. So, we still got a long row of games ahead of us, but anywho, let's talk about Persona 5 Royal. Persona 5 Royal, thus far for me has delivered. I am very, very satisfied with what I've played within the game so far. I think it does a great job. It's not just like, oh, just another game. It's the same game, but like, oh, you do this and this. I think it so far already for me personally added enough for me to be satisfied with buying the game again. Uh, first of all, I thought Persona 5 was great. So if they have like an updated version of Persona 5, I didn't mind paying for it again. Especially considering the fact that Persona 5 came out like three years ago. So it's not, maybe even longer than that. When did Persona 5, whoopsie daisy, I, I <laughs> paused my audio so now it sounds all choppy. But uh, my bad, uh, as I was saying, I was like, when did Persona 5 come out? Um, like... We'll say, we'll look, I'll, I'll look up the, uh, the worldwide or American release just because I can match it to when Royal came out in America. Release date. When did it come out? Um, initial release date was September 15th, 2016. Was there a worldwide date? Let's see. Let's check the, the wiki. Let's check the wiki. Let's keep it wiki. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, dude, this is supposed to be a PlayStation 3 game. <laughs> let's not forget that. Let's 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 not forget about that. <laughs> okay, so Persona 5 came out in Japan September 15th, 2016. North America April 4th, 2017. North America and Europe was April 4th, 2017. South Korea June 8th, 2017. Hong Kong March 23rd, 2017 and Taiwan March 23rd, 2017. So yeah, everywhere else it came out 2017. But it came out late 2016 in Japan and I believe Royal came out yeah, Persona 5 Royal was released on PlayStation 4 on October 31st, 2019 in Japan and worldwide March 31st, 2020. So, we got Royal almost four years <laughs> after um, it's uh, Persona 5's initial release. So, <laughs> that's, that's something. Me going by the Japanese dates, it's three years three years three years and some change but still uh so first of all it was already kind of like a big enough gap for me to in my head warrant like oh yeah if i'm gonna buy an uh, updated version of persona 5 yeah i guess i'll pay 60 dollars again and also that's my personal choice and then for people who didn't even play the original persona 5 before well i guess that really shouldn't matter to them 
I guess it all just depends on would they rather just pay $20 for Persona 5, the vanilla normal game, or would they just pay the 60 for the royal version? Either way, they've never played the series before. Would I recommend Royal over original Persona 5 to someone who's never played Persona 5 before? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, from what I can see so far, you're not going to miss out on anything from the original Persona to Royal. It, it has all that and more. Um, just to name a few things, like a few quality of life things. First of all, um, for those who don't know, there is a gun mechanic in Persona 5. So, you have different elementals for damage, like with your magic, and even certain weapons might deal like an elemental or an affinity damage, I believe, as well. But uh, there's also two other categories for damage. There's physical damage, which is damage dealt with your melee weapon, which everyone has. Everyone has a melee weapon. Joker has a knife. Skull has, like, clubs and bats and pipes. Uh, On has a whip. Morgana, he uses kind of like thief sword looking type weapons, Yusuke uses katana, so on and so forth. And then also everyone has a firearm. Everyone has a certain kind of gun that kind of matches their style. Like Joker has a pistol. Ryuji, he's more of the muscle dude, so he has like his pipe and a shotgun. On's a femme, femme fatale, she has her whip, and then she has an SMG. Like shit like that. Um, the way bullets worked, or guns worked, in the original Persona 5, is everyone's gun had a certain amount of ammo. For example, Joker's pistol usually had six bullets. It, it had a clip of six shots. Once you, you, you can use your gun for your turn for an attack and you can use as many bullets, you could shoot an enemy as many times as you want your turn. So if I have six shots, I can shoot an enemy all six times if I feel like it. But, but, oh and Sometimes bullets will have a chance of causing a knockdown. They're, they have a better chance of doing it. And they're usually stronger than your physical attacks, your regular physical attacks. But the thing about uh, ammo in Persona 5 before was, once you ran out of bullets, you ran out of bullets. There was no way to recover bullets unless you left the palace, aka the dungeon, and then came back. The problem with that is, Persona 5 has a calendar system. So, when you do activities for the day, your time counts. If you go to the palace and leave the palace, or AKA the dungeon, it is automatically now nighttime, regardless of when you went to the palace. If you went to the palace, like say like you had like a day off from school and it was Sunday early in the morning and you were just like, fuck it, let's go to the palace right now. Even if you only were there for like two minutes, once you leave, it is evening. <laughs> it is nighttime. And now you're restricted to certain activities unless you've done certain things to let you go to the palace again at night. I believe there's a perk that lets you go to the palace at night. I believe there is. I could be completely wrong. And remembering that wrong. Maybe there isn't. Maybe it's just something else to help you do something. But, anywho, once you go to the palace, you can't go back for that day. You have to then wait until the next day to go. So... If you ran out of ammo and needed to refill your gun, you had to leave the palace. But then that's your day. And you only have a limited amount of time to finish said palace or dungeon or else you fail. It's a game over. So that's a time waster. So in Persona 5, the original game, you had to very, very, very sparingly use your ammo. You had to conserve it. Which, in theory, adds to the challenge of the game because you're running through this dungeon, you're thieves, you don't have a lot of bullets. But at the same time, it kind of discouraged the use of guns because people are like, once my gun runs out of bullets, I'm gonna have to leave before I can use it again. There's no way to recover ammo. There's no way to recover bullets for your gun whatsoever. <laughs> so one quality of life change that I really enjoy from Royal that I think is very fair and very good, love the idea is that now instead of once you run out of once you run out of ammo in the I butchered that sentence. Let me run that back. So now instead of having to leave the palace and come back when you run out of ammo, your ammo automatically refills after every battle. So say if I get into an encounter with like just random grunt enemies, I unload my whole fucking clip, all six bullets into an enemy, kill him, 
I can't use my gun for the rest of the fight. Oh well. We finish up the fight. That fight ends, I get into another fight. I can then use my gun again and unload bullets. So that's how you refill your gun. Your gun refills after every battle. So you still kind of have an aspect of conserving bullets depending on the fight. Maybe it's a tougher enemy. So you're like, okay, let me be careful with my shots. Uh, maybe it's a boss. So, you know, those fights are automatically going to be more challenging and longer with different steps and different things you can do and things you can't do. So you still have that aspect of conserving ammo per battle, but you don't have to have the panic or worry about being like, fuck, I really wasted those bullets. So now you have more of an incentive to use your gun in Persona 5, so I am fuck been fucking unloading on niggas. I'll be like, are you weak against bullets? Let's find out. Pop, 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 pop. Just unload the whole fucking clip. <laughs> Just, it's it's fun. It, it does add to the excitement to things. Um, there's a new character. There will be a new playable party member in the game. I believe her name is Kazumi. Uh, she's great. Uh, I haven't really, really interacted with her yet, but from the interactions we've had together so far, the very few times I've seen her or heard her, or people have spoke about her. She seems great. She seems great. She got transferred to the school around the same time your main character does, but very different circumstances, very different reasons. You're a second year student, you got transferred there on probation for uh, some shit that went down. Having to do with the story, if you have to play Persona 5, play Persona 5. Um, but Kazumi is a transfer student, she's an honor student, and she's really in shape because she does gymnastics and is like very much like almost Olympic, like Olympics ready they said, like she could do those competitions. So that's dope. We already know Kazumi is going to be a Persona user, we saw it from the trailers for Royal over the course of the time for Royal's promotion. Um, so we'll see when that goes and when that happens and how that happens, but she seems cool so far. I like the way that they've kind of sprinkled her in between scenes. Like if you're talking with your friends at the train station, you can see her waiting for the train. You heard people talking about her on the train. They're like, oh wow, she's so pretty, this and that. They've, they've done a good job integrating this character into the storyline to making it feel to make it feel natural rather than just like this thing that was just thrown in there for the sake of it being thrown in there because that's what I was worried about they just were like here's Kazumi she's here but wouldn't really feel like she fit she feels like she fits which is good I like that um, there's also another character that gets introduced he's like a new confidant I apologize for the sirens outside um, he's like a new confidant I haven't encountered him yet I think I will soon enough since Kamoshida also just confessed to his crimes, I'm on like a little vacation time. That's when I saved my game for the night. Um, so there's that. So we got new confidants. Uh, new like little animations for like the text dialogue bubbles. Just little quality of life things. There's a new um, battle mechanic, or not a battle mechanic, a new exploring a mechanic for exploration. You have a grappling hook. So there's now new areas added to dungeons where you can use a grappling hook to go up there, explore it, see if there's rare items, see if there's any hidden clues, secret passageways, things like that. So that's super dope. I like the grappling hook idea a lot. I thought it was neat. Um, there's a new battle mechanic too called Disaster Shadows. So shadows are the enemies that you fight in Persona. I won't get too deep into them. Just know if you haven't played Persona 5, shadows are the enemies that you fight when you're running through dungeons and you get into those encounters. Now, a disaster shadow glows a different color. It's like covered in this weird deep purple energy and kind of sparks even as well. And disaster enemies are very unique in the idea of like, they don't attack you unless you attack them. So if I hit one and it doesn't die, it's going to hit me back immediately, it counterattacks. So you have to be careful with that. But if you destroy a disaster enemy, not only does sometimes it drop items, but it explodes. And when it does explode, depending on how much damage you dealt to it, it'll deal a certain amount of damage to all the enemies around it. So like if it has like four other people with it and you blow it up, those four other people are taking a good chunk of damage. So it puts you ahead. So it's a fun little mechanic where it's just like, okay, yeah, let's attack the disaster shadow now. Boom, 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 boom. 
oh, I won't kill him in one hit. What if I put him to sleep and then pass it to you guys and you finish the job? Shit like that. So, like it. I like it. It's little quality of life changes, bro. It's the little things in life that make a big difference. Like, that's different. That's a completely new feature. The bullet thing where the bullets refill now, great. Grappling hook, cool. Uh, there's also these special items called will seeds. If you collect all three will seeds, there's three will seeds per dungeon. The tutorial tells you there's only three per palace, so you don't have to worry about late game, like a palace with like 20 of these motherfuckers in there. <laughs> um, there will always only be three, it seems. But once you collect all three, they fuse together and form a special item, like the one I got. Uh, when it's equipped, I can use like this healing spell that heals medium damage for one of my allies. So boom. I equipped that to Joker, now he has a heal spell. Crazy. Now we got three healers on the team. Um, also, can we talk about the DLC? Oh my god. The fucking DLC for this game is, is something. It's, it's definitely something. Um, so I bought the Ultimate Edition because I was like, fuck it, why not? I'll drop 100 on this bitch right now. Say I won't. So, do I think the Ultimate Edition of Persona 5 Royal is worth it? If you are going to be putting a lot of time into this game, uh, yeah, I'd say it's worth it. I'd say I'd definitely say it's worth it. You get a shit ton of costumes, first off. Like, I think every character, like every playable party member gets like at least 12 costumes. Maybe even more, depending. I don't know. You get, you get a fuck ton of alternate outfits you can wear while you're running through a palace. It's it's great. They have the other outfits from other kids, from other characters from different games, like the school outfits for the characters from Personas 1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, they have the outfits for the samurai dudes, and I believe it was from Shin Megami Tensei 4. They have their new Cinema Labyrinth outfits. If you don't know what that is, there's a game called Persona Q2 for the 3DS. And they have a little chibi deformed art style. You can have those as your sprites. Shit like that. And changing the costumes changes the battle music. So if you're wearing, for example, the Persona 4 school uniform, when you get into a battle, it'll play the Persona 4 battle theme and the Persona 4 victory screen stuff. So I was like, that's fucking neat. I really like that. That's really cool. Same thing with Persona 3, 2, and 1. Uh, I believe as well as the other games. I haven't tested all the costumes out in battle yet, but there's that. That's fun. And you also get a shit ton of DLC Persona. Um, when I tell you these DLC Persona break the early game, and probably it's going to be like early to mid game, maybe even part of the late game, depending on how difficult this gets, they break the fucking game. Because, you see, normally in Persona, Joker cannot wield a Persona that is a higher level than his own. So when you're going to create Personas by fusing other ones together, let's say I'm level 10 and the Persona I create would be level 11, I can't make that Persona because I wouldn't be able to control it. It's a level higher than me. We'd have to at least be on par with each other for me to be able to take control of it. So. With the DLC Persona, there's a lot of these Personas that are pretty high level. Some of them are like level 30, some of them are like level 40. One of them that I'm currently fucking with is level 89. Um, you also can get Joker's technical third tier Persona. Uh, it's a level 79 Persona, I believe. Uh, you, This is how you get him. You have to buy the DLC because everyone, everyone got a third tier Persona in this game too. So Joker's is this, uh, excuse me, this DLC one. Um, not only that, all you have to do is when you can finally freely go to the Velvet Room, you can register these Persona from the Compendium. So you know how, uh, for all my Persona players, at the very least my Persona 5 players, because I've only played Persona 5. Um, if you sacrifice a persona to fuse it to make a stronger one, you can bring back a persona of that type pretty much back if you pay a fee. So it's registered this compendium, you can go to the compendium, spend the money and get that persona back and add it back to your list if you want it. Um, the initial cost 
for any of the DLC Persona is $0. After that, you have to pay a fee, but the initial cost of just taking one of those and adding it to your team is $0. So I was running the first dungeon with Joker's third tier Persona, who was level 79, Thanatos, who was level 69, and Izanagi no Okami <laughs> at level 89. Um, Izanagi no Okami has some pretty busted fucking abilities. Uh, especially, especially, especially for early game. He has an almighty move called Mirrored Truth. It is his ultimate attack. And it just fucking wrecks people with almighty damage. They get eviscerated. I ran through Kamashina's palace with no issue. And then it also had an ability called Victory Cry. Where at the end of every battle, it fully restored my HP and MP. Just for Joker, not for everyone else. But even still, that in itself is fucking broken. Because then I can just spam Merit Truth every battle because it costs 40 MP. But at the end of every battle, I get all my, or not MP, SP, but at the end of a battle, I get all my SP back. So it's just like, and with that healing item equipped, I can, at the end of every battle, heal my whole party, and then just do another fight and get all my MP back from Izanaki's victory cry. So it's disgustingly atrocious. Uh, it breaks the game, but I'm having a great fucking time and still enjoying myself because I paid for that shit. So it's fun. And if you don't pay for it or if you don't want to use them, just don't use the personas if you're looking for the challenge. All there is to it. Um, oh, another new thing are battle challenges. So now when you go to the Velvet Room, you can talk to the two wardens there and they'll issue battle challenges. So battle challenges are like these special battle modes where they give you like different waves of enemies and kind of like a hint on how to defeat them the fastest way possible to gain the most points. So as you run through these uh, waves of enemies, you get points. At the end of the, at the end of everything, your points are tallied up. That's your score, and you can receive certain rewards if you meet certain point goals. And also, there's bonus points awarded if you do certain special actions during battle. So that's fun. It's like a fun little puzzle, uh, item grindy kind of mode. Not for experience. You don't get experience from it. Also, I believe since I had the DLC, I get two special ones as well. I can't run them yet because I have to be level 52 to run them, I believe. But two of these uh, battle challenges are very interesting because one of the battle challenges is led by the protagonist of Persona 3. And the other battle challenge is led by the protagonist of Persona 4. So you can actually fight the main characters from the previous two Persona games. Uh, the reason why they heavily emphasize the characters from Persona 3 and 4 a lot in media and other games is because Persona 1 and 2 wasn't heavily as like brought out to the public yet, I believe. And then Persona 1, the main character wasn't as fleshed out. It was better in Persona 2. It definitely was. It definitely, definitely, definitely was. But the main ones that get favoritism start from three and then four and then of course recently with the buzz of joker five but that's fucking crazy how you could just fight these guys um i'm excited to have them curb stop me most likely but we'll see how it goes uh so yeah there's there's already quite a bit of new stuff there's some other things i'm just not remembering off the top of my head that are just smaller little new features new things that you can do I really appreciate the fact that they took the time to improve on their game and make it better. Whew. Excuse me, I'm getting sleepy. As a whole, it's getting late. It's almost one out here. Uh, that's why I said I was probably only going to record for about an hour. Uh, just talk my talk and dip. I was going to talk about some personal, uh, personal things that I've learned. I might have to postpone that. Um, I mean, fuck it. We can talk about a few of them right now. But just to be clear on Persona 5 Rail for my first impressions, fucking great. Um, fucking great. All guys, I will let you guys know how that experience goes as I continue to progress through the game. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see all the third tier personas. I mean, I've looked them up and seen them already. They look pretty badass. But to like get them in actually in game and use them is going to be fun. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. 
But I highly recommend Persona Royal, whether Persona 5 Royal, if you whether or not you have played Persona 5 or not, it's a pickup. It's a fun game. It's a fun time. Um, you don't have to get the Ultimate Edition. Don't stress yourself into doing it like, oh, fuck, according to Kyle, I need this. You don't need it. You don't need it. It's fun to have if you have it. You do not need it. Uh, you also get a bunch of, like, cool little recovery items. Um, they give you 100,000 yen. <laughs> but if you play Persona 5 and still have the save data, you get a few items as a bonus and you get 50,000 yen. So, I got 150,000 yen. But yeah, you don't need that stuff. It does make the game easier, but to be fair, I paid for it in a single-player experience, so I don't mind. That was my decision. That was my choice. But that is all for the Persona 5 Royal First Impressions. Uh, we'll, I'll, I'll keep filling you guys in on how I feel about Royal as I go along, but um, before I get too tired, just want to say uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are at season three. That is fucking crazy. And we got a whole lot more to talk about. A whole lot more episodes going on. Oh, that's that's one thing I should mention really quick too. Um, for the next two podcast episodes, it'll I don't have the order of which will come first, but I know I want to do the next part of the Fire Emblem series that we were talking about. So we'll do the Blue Lions talk next. Like I did the whole Golden Deer thing way back when, when I finished the Golden Deer path. And I also want to do a, a, a podcast episode talking about my favorite black content creators. Mainly like YouTube or Twitch streamers. Talking about them, giving you guys recommendations to their content, what they're like, this and that. Just to, just to, just for my people. Something for my peoples, you know. Me being black myself gotta shout out the greats like the blacks the black people that do the damn damn thing that inspire me to do it you know so uh i don't know which order that'll be going in yet i don't know which one we'll be doing first next week i think it all just depends on whether or not i have all my thoughts together about blue lines by next week if not then we'll do it the week after and we'll do the black youtube creators next so yeah that's pretty much it for all of that um do you guys want to hear what I've learned from life? I, You know what? I should postpone that for the black content creators. I should do that. Uh, I rambled and talked long enough, longer than I thought I would. We got an hour. I am getting a little sleepy. I, I don't want to start sounding delirious. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I should save that for the black content creators. In fact, no, that's what we will do next week. We'll talk about the black content creators next week. Then the week after, we'll talk about the Blue Lion Path and Fire Emblem Three Houses. So yeah, that, that's the schedule, and I think that about wraps it up, you guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed me coming back, doing my thing again. Um, <laughs> hopefully we have a good time, you know? Uh, things are still going crazy, things are still shitty in 2020, um, but I think everyone's slowly accepted the fact that that's just how 2020 is going to be. So that's just how 2020 is. But uh, keep your head up, guys. Keep hoping, keep believing, keep working hard, keep doing what you're doing. And everything should work out. Everything's fine. Uh, 2020 has been a very exhausting and crazy year. But one thing I can say that's a positive for me, I moved out. Fuck. I've been wanting to move out forever, and I actually moved out. I have roommates. I have my own room. I have people my age living in the same apartment as me where we can have conversations about similar topics and interests. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. So, you know, always try to find some positives in the negative or at the very least strive for them. Keep your head up. That's important. Don't let this bring you down, getting depressed, or I don't want to say don't be depressed because that's a stupid fucking thing to say. If you have depression, you have depression. Um, don't let this get to you is what I want to say because your mental health can affect your physical health if you are feeling down all the time and down in the dumps and sick it can affect your immune system and really bum you out and get you really ill shit like that so take care of yourself take care of yourself not only physically take care of yourself mentally take care of yourself emotionally and spiritually just take the time to do you relax 
and everything should ride out. And if you do get sick, please take the utmost care of yourself. Please take the utmost precautions if you are sick when you interact with people, when people have to interact with you. Please stay indoors as much as you can. I mean, you guys should still be doing that regardless, but I understand people want to go outside. People can do certain things like this and this. People got to work. I got to work. <laughs> I work food service. I'm an essential worker. I got to bring my ass out here every day <laughs> or six days a week. So just be safe. Just be careful, you know, and just ride it through. We're in August. We're, we're past the halfway mark now. And hopefully 2020 will be better or 2021 will be better i don't want to say it will be because for all we know we that shit is when shit really gets crazy but fuck at this point everyone's waiting for the aliens to come right you know so we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes but um thank you guys for listening uh for 55 episodes now this is fucking crazy I didn't, I didn't think that I'd still be doing this. I still have quite the small following, but the fact that people are out there listening and the fact that I've been able to do it for 55 episodes because you guys listen means a lot to me. So, damn, they playing that music loud as fuck outside. <laughs> but, uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. And I will continue to put my best effort forward. I'm working on the podcast, we're working on other topics and projects and doing my thing. Like I said, music links will be down below, as well as like any other thing you want to subscribe to for me, like my uh, the YouTube channel, or follow me on the Facebook page for Art Project, all that good shit. I'll, I'll link it down below in the description. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back. Uh, next week, I definitely won't be recording this late, so I won't get tired fast. Um, and we'll be talking about the black content creators and things that I've learned from them unintentionally and intentionally and just things I've learned about myself over the course of being an adult and living in the adult world and working a job and all that shit. Uh, I want it to be something, I don't want to say empowering, but like, you know, motivating. That's the word. Like I want to, I want it to motivate you, especially black people seeing the black creators. I want people to know like, Hey, you can do what you want to do. Don't worry about people saying, oh, black people can't do that. Fuck that. Um, anywho, though, before I keep on rambling, I'm going to go ahead and bounce, lay down, get some rest, edit this shit tomorrow when I come home from work. Uh, love you guys so, so much. Next week will be episode 56, talking about my favorite black content creators. Hope you guys have a good night. I hope you guys have a good Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And I will see you again next week. Bye.